How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom! Oh, yes, it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not speak at the United Nations this morning. No, ma'am. But President Joe Biden did. I don't remember that ever happening. But we have proof that it did happen. We will share it with you in this hour because Biden's speech sending a powerful message to the world. And that message is we're a country run by clowns. 888-788-9910. If you want a piece of this action, uh, the show has no bar for entry. Hell, it doesn't have a bar to host this show. You've heard me. But uh, as far as the rest of you go, I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Everybody's welcome. It's a talk show, not an activist. Everybody's welcome. You can be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, be an Independent. I say this every day. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Tuesday. Busy Tuesday on the show. Jim Jordan's going to be here. He is, of course, questioning Attorney General Merrick Garland tomorrow about the slow rolling of the Hunter Biden probe. Hunter's a dirtbag. And he's also going to be demanding additional documents as into the corruption related to the Biden family. Come on, man. We don't know where this will go, but Jordan's going to give us a little bit of a preview, like a pregame. You know how they do it in football? Guy comes on, talks about the you know pregame show. We get we get pregame shows now when it comes to uh, attorney generals on the Hill uh, because we're living in a weird time where the Department of Justice has weaponized itself against one political party. A lot of folks see through it. Uh, if ever there was a you know mo- time for a State of the Union, I do believe it's right now. So we're excited for Jordan. He will join us in the next hour. We're also going to be talking to comedian Aaron Berg today, one of my good buddies. We'll have a great panel in the third hour with Jordan uh, Jordan first. Berg second. He'll be joined by Brett Azar. Phenomenal dude. Good buddy of mine. Uh, plays the Iron Sheik on the NBC show Young Rock. So it's a busy day. We'll do the pop culture. We'll do the politics. Uh, and we will, of course, uh, get you up to speed on Lincoln Fela. He joined us yesterday to preview the Clark Rams game against Wontaw. The Wontaw Warriors. That's who the Rams were going up against. They were all fired up for that one. Unfortunately, if you bet the Rams, you lost. The linked man, uh, they had a rough one. Got a little rainy there at the end. 
uh, and they did lose that game, uh, I believe, by 10 points to the Wantua Warriors. Linkman actually had to come out of the game late and get taped up because he twisted his ankle. He was all banged up, man. This could be a problem. Yeah, he's limping around my house right now. We got him in ice packs. We're trying to get him back on the road because uh, he's got another game coming up this weekend. This weekend, he's squaring off against my alma mater, the Division Avenue Blue Dragons. That's where I went to high school. And uh, I don't, you know. I'm pretty sure Clark can beat division in football. There is no way they can outdrink the division kids. No way. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Well, so. that's exactly how we went through division. Fat, drunk, and stupid. In fact, I am banking. This is the one week I'm going to bet my son's team uh, f- for sure. Because if I know the division kids, they'll be out drinking Friday night. They'll be in no shape to play on Saturday if they're anything like my grade. Uh, but one way or the other, we'll look forward to that. Lincoln will join us at the end of the week. But yes, a rain-soaked defeat For the Clark Rams, Uh, Lincoln and the Rams cannot control the weather. Uh, Neither, to be clear, can anybody else. Correct the mundo. But Joe Biden went and spoke at the U.N. today and talked about the need to climate-proof the world. That's what he he said. We're going to climate-proof the world. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. It really is a crazy commentary on the world we're living in. When I was a young kid, if there was an old man on First Avenue screaming that he could control the weather, they put him in a home. Okay, now they put him in the White House. It's crazy. It's really nuts. Biden's lost his marbles. I'll give you some of that. Okay, and then we'll just really get into the particulars of this moment. Okay. But here is Biden batting leadoff, clip 19. Record-breaking heat waves in the United States and China. Wildfires ravaging North America and Southern Europe. A fifth year of drought in the Horn of Africa. Tragic, tragic flooding in Libya. My heart goes out to the people of Libya. That's killed thousands, thousands of people. Together, these snapshots tell an urgent story of what awaits us if we fail to reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and begin to climate-proof the world. You are so full of Joe, I mean, again, I I can't emphasize that enough, Joe Biden. You are so full of Let's have this honest conversation, okay? Everybody who tells you, oh, we got to get off fossil fuels. First of all, it's a grift, okay, because it's the biggest fundraising mechanism in their party. Money, 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 money. Oh, they're getting paid. None of them, not one of them, is adhering to any of the emergency measures they're proposing for the rest of us. Joe Biden flies back and forth to Delaware like he's running errands in a Hyundai Sonata. Meanwhile, he's in Air Force One. He's in a jumbo jet with a jumbo motorcade of cars going in either direction. Yet there's no mind. There's no eye. There's no attention to minimizing his carbon footprint. I think he's got a point. Uh, the point is they're all full of it. John Kerry flying around the world in a private jet. But to take it a step further, it's not the hypocrisy. And we always point out the hypocrisy when, we're, when we are cartooning and clowning the climate change people. Okay, but there's a bigger insight here to be acknowledged. It's that everybody who tells you we need to cut our reliance on fossil fuels, they can't actually tell you how that would actually improve the environment. Bingo. Do you want to know why they can't tell you? Because they don't know. Oh, wow. They have no idea how that would impact the environment. They have no idea whether or not it's playing a role in these storms. You can't show me that data. You're welcome to, and I'm, I'll be the first guy to get on the air and be like, I was wrong. 
Okay, this is a talk show. I'm not an activist. I don't need the show to end with everybody wanting to vote a certain way. Just do the show. Okay? But here's the God's honest truth. We have, just so you understand, become more fuel efficient through the evolution of technology in the last 50 years, so much so that we're using less fossil fuels now. We are reducing our use now at the very time they tell us our use is what's driving up disasters. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. Because if you look at the use, if you look at the reliance on fossil fuels, our fuel efficiency standards are higher than they've ever been. How is it that as the standards are going down, you want to tell me with a straight face, the fuel is driving these natural disasters up? Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's exactly what they're doing because it makes them money. Pay up, suckers. Okay, but understand, here's Biden again talking about the existential threat from climate. Clip 20. For one day, for one day, my administration, the United States, has treated this crisis as an existential threat from the moment we took office. Not only for us, but for all of humanity. You don't have a clue. So what is the, what is the plan? What is the deliverable? Say to the people, say to the world, okay, so we're going to do this and that's going to happen. Like we're going to reduce into and these storms are going to go down. You know what I'm saying? Show me the cause and effect of decimating our domestic energy production, outsourcing it to places like China, our biggest geopolitical foe in the world, hurting American workers in the process like we did when we sacrificed 10,000 American jobs at the altar of environmental virtue signaling, which is what he did for the Keystone Pipeline the day he got into office, signed an executive order and killed it. Okay, China outpollutes the next 27 industrialized nations in the world combined, which means nothing we actually do. Like, I'm not saying this to say don't even bother trying. If you believe in climate change, try. I don't care. You can believe that man is impacting the climate and somehow you can put me in a smaller car and tornadoes are going to stop happening. It's America. You're allowed to believe that. But I mean, let's be fair. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? Okay, no one can show you the proof that if we shrink the cars and if we change the stoves, all of a sudden the bad weather is going to go away. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. They don't have that. They have a grift. It pays well. Everyone in the room, a member of this globalist coalition called the U.N., is just using this influence to shake down tax and drive an agenda, which is give us cash. That's what climate change is. Please give us money. So much money. Every time they tell you, oh, we got to send the money. We just don't go, we got to send the money. Whose side do you want? You want to ruin the world? Send the money. Okay, that's what they did to us with Ukraine. You got to send the money. And we're like, hey, can we get an auditing of where the money's going? I just, you know, we're sending a lot of money. We don't have a lot of money here with $33 trillion in debt. 70% of our countries live in paycheck to paycheck. Can we just know uh, where we're sending the money with the exact dollar amount? The answer would be no. No. They'd be like, what are you, a Putin puppet? What are you, an idiot? Whose side are you on? How much is the Kremlin paying you, you jackass? That's what they say. And what happened this week? Ahead of his big speech to the U.N., Zelensky had to fire most of his war ministry because of what? Corruption. They're firing the war ministry because, as it turns out, oh, yeah, a lot of the money isn't going where it's supposed to go. Because that's how this works. Whenever you hear politicians in both sides of the aisle say, we got to send the money, it just means we're all getting ripped off.
Okay, maybe we're sending it for a noble cause. I don't doubt if you're saving the world and fighting combat change, that would be noble. But no one can show me how our efforts would actually combat it. No one can show me where the weather, where Mother Nature is signed like a binding agreement, being like, you know what, now if everybody gets in the Prius... Uh, you can only drive 100 miles at a time. Instead of filling up your gas tank in two minutes, it now takes two hours. If everybody commits to that, no more hurricanes, no more storms. Okay, that's not going on. And they're not being honest with people about how actually decoupling from fossil fuels would lead to more deaths than anything. Because fossil fuels are what we use to heat homes in, in the winter. It's what we use to cool homes in the summer. Okay, you do away with that. You do away with that power grid capacity, more people die. I mean, the reality is when it comes to natural disasters, less people die from a natural disaster today than they did 100 years ago. Why? Because we've improved our infrastructure. Okay, but the bottom line is when Biden gets out there and tells the world he can control the weather. Yeah. Number one, that's clown stuff. But the bigger performative stupidity is he's doing so at the United Nations, two blocks from the Roosevelt Hotel where the end result of his man-made border crisis, which has led to 7 million migrants spilling into our country, is now teeming, overflowing with illegal migrants that are hanging out outside the Roosevelt Hotel. Here's the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, straight up talking about the conditions created by this administration, Clip 36. President Biden is coming to the city. Uh, I am hoping that he understands this beautiful city that's the economic engine of the entire country is being saddled with a $2 billion that we spent already, $5 billion we're going to spend in this fiscal crisis, $12 billion um, in the next um, two budgetary cycles. Uh, New York don't, don't deserve this. The asylum seekers don't deserve this. He's not, he's not lying. Okay. New York doesn't deserve this. Asylum seekers don't deserve this. Biden sucks. Okay, but understand at the same time, Eric Adams, you did declare that you were a sanctuary city. You did say under Trump that you were okay with this. Why were you okay with it? Because you weren't going to have to take in any migrants because Trump was actually cutting down on illegal border crossers. That's true. That is true. So all of that political posturing didn't really have anything behind it. And now he's getting the bill for the branding exercises him and the other sanctuary cities engaged in by doing the old, no one's illegal. We should be building bridges, not walls. But that's what we've created in this country. Seven million migrants have come into this country illegally because of the president. We're being faced with a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. Okay, the very people smuggling those drugs into the country, sneaking across our border illegally, are hanging out two blocks from where the guy's giving a speech. Did he even acknowledge the existence of the problem? The answer would be no. No, instead he ranted and raved about his ability to control the weather. Okay, back in the day, yes, a guy would walk up and down First Avenue crazy. I can control the weather! And if you felt bad enough, you put a dollar in his coffee cup. Now they're asking you to put a billion dollars in his coffee cup. And no self-respecting person listens to that and thinks the guy has any idea what he's going to do or how he's going to solve the problem. The only thing we know is it's a grift, and that grift continues to send a powerful message to the rest of the world. And that message is, yes, we are a country that's run by a bunch of idiots. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 
You're listening to Fox Across America. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing at 888-788-9910. One more excerpt from the Biden speech at the U.N. today that I just found so funny. Here's Biden. You know, he's trying to assure the world we're not decoupling from China. We're not in a fight with China. Let's start there. It's clip 22. When it comes to China, I want to be clear and consistent. We seek to responsibly manage the competition between our countries, so it does not tip into conflict. I've said we are for de-risking, not decoupling with China. All right, fair. You don't want to start a war with China. Okay, when it comes to China, they're concerned about war. Yet at the same time, they're constantly escalating the situation in Ukraine where you've got Russia armed with nuclear capabilities. Again, I'm not saying I'm on Putin's side. But for people who are trying to avoid escalation and potentially World War III, we should probably be doing a little more to, I don't know, end the conflict. Just tell the American people, define what would constitute victory if you want us to continue to send hundreds of billions of dollars. But they don't actually say that to you. They don't actually go out of their way to demonstrate how we're doing everything we can to avoid an escalation into World War III with Russia. They don't do that. They just accuse you of being a Putin puppet if you ask. Hey, you know, not trying to be difficult or anything, but as a guy raising a wife and kid, a cat and a dog, I, could you explain how we're going to avoid World War III? I don't Call me old-fashioned. I, I don't know that that's the best. Like a nuclear war would be good for me and the fam. Am I out of line for asking? I'm sorry. And they'd be like, yes, no, actually, you are out of line. You shouldn't have any right to concern yourself about how we might be provoking World War III. But again, de-risk with China, good, but it's contradicted by their actions in Ukraine. But here's Biden talking about working with China on common efforts. This is the funniest thing in the world, clip 23. We will push back on aggression and intimidation and defend the rules of the road from freedom of navigation to overflight to level economic playing field that have helped safeguard security and prosperity for decades. But we also stand ready to work together with China on issues where progress hinges on our common efforts. Nowhere is that more critical than accelerating the climate crisis, than than the accelerating climate crisis. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. 
going to, yo, when he says that, okay, work with China on issues where our progress hinges on our common efforts. Okay, he's working in his climate agenda because that's what he's there to do. Climate, 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 climate. Please give us money. Climate, 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 climate. But here's a newsflash. China, they don't care about the climate. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, they are not vowing to reduce emissions. In fact, they're opening more coal plants. So when you go and give this propaganda speech that this is something we're both working on, you're lying to the world. And the world sees it. No matter what they tell you tonight on CNN and MSNBC, that's the point. You suck, you jackass. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Across America with Jimmy Fallon, Joe Biden continuing to fall both on stage and in the polls uh, where we get another bad one out today. And the news isn't much better for his vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> this has become a recurring theme. I told you this last week. The media put out a hit on Joe and Kamala. I don't know that they're going to pull it off, but they are all in, all in on trying to get them off the ticket heading into the 2024 cycle, and the deadline is quickly approaching, end of October. If you want to get your name on ballots across the country, you pretty much have to have filed, registered, organized a little bit of a campaign. Okay, at this point in time, there aren't any, you know, Gavin Newsom's certainly making the media rounds, and we're going to play some clips in regards to him. But at this point in time, the Democrats, you know, in the media, who run the media, haven't quite, you know, put their finger on who it should be so much as 
who it shouldn't be. I mean, I think that's, you know, the prevailing train of thought right now. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. It really is. Okay, there's a latest. It's a Harvard-Harris caps poll, uh, and it tells you that 44% of respondents said they would vote for Trump when asked about a hypothetical matchup between him and Biden, while 40% said they would back Biden. Now, understand, Trump is now beating Biden in the polls. That can't be good. If you're Joe Biden, that's bad because, you know, the polls traditionally oversample Democrats because the polls aren't there to report opinion. They're generally there to shape opinion, to create the perception. I mean, and that is the truth right now. The people running these polls want Biden off the ticket just the same. The fact that Trump is now beating him, okay, is a very it's a wow you talk about burning the candle at both ends okay because understand the democrats want trump to run they're not scared of him running the media wants trump to run because he's good for ratings it's a cash cow compared to everybody else out there so they really 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 want the republicans to nominate him so all of the high negatives he has you know january 6th and stuff like that they'll start running those commercials exhaustively now they might not work okay trump could very well win But that is the motivation here. They want Trump to be the nominee because he's so good for their bottom line. Okay, that's it. MSNBC, CNN, they'll get on TV every day and be like, we're all going to die. It's an existential threat to our country. We can't nominate Trump again. Hey, Trump, you want to come do an interview on Meet the Press? The media is a bunch of losers. Think about that. NBC will tell you every day of the year that Trump is, you know, literally Hitler. And they'll take one day off a year to interview him and get high ratings. That's the same thing at CNN. They want you to believe over at CNN they've gone impartial. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. Okay, but here's some more polling. Okay, 41% said they would back Nikki Haley compared to 37% for Biden. Okay, when the matchup was between Biden and Tim Scott, Biden received 37%. Scott received 39%. uh, Against Pence... Biden still wins, 42 to 36. Against DeSantis, Biden still uh, still wins, 42 to 38. Uh, so Biden has some Republicans that he's beating, a substantial amount of Republicans that he is losing to. Okay, and then we've got this whole Kamala thing. And this one's fascinating. Okay, everybody's been annihilating Kamala in the media. Okay, this goes back to Nancy Pelosi last week, where Nancy Pelosi was asked, is Kamala Harris the best running mate for Joe Biden? Nancy Pelosi's response was, well, he thinks so. Folks, is, well, he thinks so. Is that an endorsement of Kamala Harris? The answer would be no. Again, if you're getting married and someone asks your mom, hey, is this a good bride for your son? And she goes, well, he thinks so. (laughs) You are not going to take that as an endorsement for your bride. You're not. You're not going to look at that and be like, oh, mom's got her back. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. She got a, how about Jimmy's? He married a good woman? Well, he thinks he is. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you think that's a good endorsement. Are you stupid or something? Okay, so that's how this started. And Nancy Pelosi, you understand, in the Democratic Party, she is the one who holds the levers of power when it comes to fundraising. So if the head of fundraising says, yeah, it doesn't exactly give you a glowing, ringing endorsement, that's a really bad sign for your ability to raise money. Okay, bottom line. But then Jamie Raskin, who's been everything, just a human shield for Biden, uh, was on CNN Thursday. Let's start there. 
where he was asked from three different angles if Kamala was the best running mate, also wouldn't give an answer. Clip four. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? That's President Biden's choice, and I think she's an excellent running mate uh, for President Biden. Um, You know, I don't know what more needs to be said about that. I actually think it's a pretty simple question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? Yes or no? I mean, I don't know what else I can say other than she would be an excellent running mate (laughs) and an excellent vice president. Um, I don't know whether President Biden has named his uh, running mate. We're going to a convention uh, next summer. It's, uh, you know, a year away from now. Um, And we're going to go through that process. You were lying your ass off. (laughs) He goes, yeah, I don't know if Biden is named his running mate yet wait what you don't know you don't know she's the vice president he already announced he was running for re-election she's out there doing media every day saying she's ready to step in for the role of president if need be yeah which is not true okay do you know a third of americans right now believe a third that biden couldn't serve an entire second term Okay, only, excuse me, only one-third of Americans believe he could go the distance in the second term. Only one-third of Americans. Two-thirds of Americans believe that if you elect Joe Biden, at some point, you'll be saying the words, President Kamala. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 She is spectacularly unpopular. Biden, again, spectacularly unpopular. And it has nothing to do with their race or their gender or their age. It has everything to do with their competence. Okay, understand the country is a mess. Every problem we have right now didn't exist before they got into office. We didn't have 7 million illegal border crossers before they got into office. That wasn't a problem, okay? We were cutting the number of border crossers. We didn't have the price of gas we're paying right now because we were energy independent. We didn't have a record level of inflation. We didn't have $85 billion of our weapons under the control of a terror group called the Taliban. You know, the same one we went to Afghanistan to stop. Well, 20 years and a quadrillion dollars later, we left and we left behind our weapons. Okay, that's a disaster. We didn't have, a, you know, the brink of World War III over in Ukraine, where Putin invaded Ukraine after we were assured there's no way we would. No way. We got these sanctions. The sanctions are so tough. Not with these sanctions. Believe it, girlfriend. He ain't going into Ukraine. Day later, he goes into Ukraine. They're like, we never said that the sanctions were going to stop him going into Ukraine. I mean, come on, man. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And that's why they're unpopular. Do you understand? There's no race or gender or age of American that would get the American people to go, well, you know, I'm making less. I'm spending more. I don't feel safe walking down the street and everybody's dying of fentanyl. You know, but given the race and gender of the president and vice president, I'm actually happy. It's fine. It's you know, only certain genders that it upsets me to pay more money. Only certain genders that it upsets me to see a record level of border crossings and fentanyl deaths and human traffickings and things of that. Now, you know. Oh, you get the right gender in there. I wouldn't care if everybody was dying and I was going broke. I mean, come on. This is performative stupidity. That's what it is. So Raskin goes on with Jen Psaki. Remember good old Jen Psaki at the White House? She was brought in uh, to replace Kaylee. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. All right. Well, Psaki was a lot better at press secretary than she was at hosting a TV show. Because this does not sound like... Journalism. This sounds like a cajoling of Jamie Raskin, 
Uh, she wants him to clean up his original take on Kamala. This is clip five. Are you confident in the ticket? And how do you feel about the vice president remaining on the ticket? Great. I feel excellent about that. And there should be no confusion about it. I think um, someone was trying to get me to pick a fight with uh, my friend Nancy Pelosi, which I'm not going to do. We're all behind the Biden-Harris administration, which has delivered spectacular, remarkable victories. That is a lie. First of all, they're not all behind the Obama, you know, the Biden-Harris uh, administration. Second of all, he told us in the previous interview that he didn't even know if she was on the ticket yet. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. That's what he said. When he refused to endorse her, that's what he said. Well, I don't even know if she's on the ticket. Has he announced her running mate yet? Now he gets on TV. Oh, I'm thrilled with the ticket. Yes, greatest ticket of all time. Do you see what's going on here? It's all performance art, man. It's all a scam. All of it. Okay, and understand the party's not behind them, or Nancy Pelosi would be endorsing them, or we wouldn't have hit pieces all over the media about them. The media does what the White House tells them. And when I say the White House, I really mean the DNC. The DNC, okay, is calling the shots here. But let me give you a little more Raskin, clip six. There seems to be an effort to say, well, if there's chaos on the Republican side, there's got to be chaos on the Democratic side. There's not. Um, And I think that uh, Biden-Harris have done a remarkable job against all the political odds as they face a rule or ruin faction within the Republican Party, which arrived at work this last week with just three goals. One, to shut down the government of the United States. Two, to impeach the president of the United States, and three, to overthrow the speaker of the United States. This guy's a serious ass. Okay, they didn't show up with the goal of shutting it down. And I mean, come, it's so stupid, but it's all performance art. Just go get mad at them. They're doing bad stuff. And all the white people who watch Jen Psaki go, oh, yeah, great. Uh, at least we're better than those guys doing the bad stuff over there. That's all it's become. MSNBC is like just a well-dressed group therapy for white liberals on the coast. It's all it is now. Okay, he knows he didn't endorse Kamala the first time around. His Again, his answer. Let's hear it one more time. Okay, this is clip four. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? That's President Biden's choice, and I think she's an excellent running mate uh, for President Biden. Um, you know, I don't know what more needs to be said about that. I actually think it's a pretty simple question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? Yes or no? I mean, I don't know what else I can say other than she you would say be yes. an excellent running mate and an excellent vice president. Um, I don't know whether President Biden has named his uh, running mate. Oh. We're going to a convention uh, next summer. It's, uh, you know, a year away from now. Um, and we're going to go through that process. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f-ing question. He ain't answering the question. You could actually hear him laughing. I don't know what else you want me to say. You could say yes, but he wouldn't say yes. Uh, as far as that is a convention, then in the next clip, oh, no, we love the ticket. Yeah, it's great. She's on it. I'm thrilled. Wait, I thought you didn't know she was on the ticket. What just happened? You must have got manure for your brains. No, it's just we're living in a death of shame now. It's a really different time in our politics. People get on TV to say anything. It's so cr- like I, I gosh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm doing it wrong. Like, I was on Fox and Friends this morning. I was on Stuart Varney this morning. Uh, both of those TV hits before I went on, I, like I thought about what I was going to say. Like I'll be on the Ingram Angle tonight. I will think about what I'm going to say. Like I won't just run out there and be like, say anything. Hopefully, people click. 
Like, I don't want to be a part of that, man. It's gross. But the idea that our politicians do, it like it bothers me. You know what I mean? It's not a good look for the country that we're getting all the performance art that we are. But the reality is when you look at these poll numbers, okay, and you hear Jamie Raskin say, oh, the whole entire party is all in on Joe and Kamala. Seventy percent of the Democratic Party doesn't want them to run again. So there's no way the whole party is all in on Joe and Kamala. And if they really are and I'm wrong and they've seen these polls, the only thing I can say to the whole party is, have you ever had a checkup? The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Jim Jordan in the next hour. Emily Campagno joining us as well. 888-788-9910. You want to be a part of this shindig. Uh, a shindig that will include some commentary about the Republican side of the aisle. So Ron DeSantis, who was on this show Thursday, and I got to be honest with you, he was pretty peppy on the show. He was like, you know, I was thrilled that he could roll and talk movies and make jokes. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the memo was not handed over to my coworker Howard Kurtz, who had DeSantis on Media Buzz this weekend. And how he put DeSantis on the spot. You talk about Republicans facing tough questions. You know, you talk about Fox asking tough questions. This is a fastball right into the ribs. Listen to this one. Clip 11. I've heard this criticism for months. He's too stiff. Oh, he's too awkward. Oh, he doesn't have the charisma. In retrospect, would it have been better? Would it be better now to project a warmer image? Well, I think some of that is manufactured. I mean, let's just be clear. I just won the greatest Republican victory in the history of Florida governor's elections. We have a lot of very strong support, and people appreciate that uh, for sure. And so, you know, I think that we do do things where I'm out there, you know, shaking the hands. Because remember, Mm -hmm. the media said, oh, he's a Florida guy. He's not going to go to Iowa and do that. And meanwhile, I've done more retail than anybody. We've got build support. But but I will but say this. Have your wife suggested? Uh... But, but well, here's what I'd yeah. say, though. I mean, like, you know, and I think the people that know me know that, that there's a bogus narrative. But there is a seriousness to what we face in this country right, right now. I think the DeSantis that we had on this show Thursday is a DeSantis that would win the White House, meaning he's got the policies. I, you know, as a governor. He's he's the best leader we have in this race on either side of the aisle, just based on the way he's been battle tested and responded in the face of covid and everything in between. You know, but like I say all the time, the challenge to getting this gig is you're no longer running for president. You're running for class president. So a DeSantis who dabbles in pop culture references and talks to me about Rocky and baseball and music and beer, that's a relatable good DeSantis. I mean, it's a sad commentary on where we are as a people that it is class president, that you are, you know, running to be the best Instagram influencer. Look at Vivek Ramaswamy. He's out there playing tennis with his shirt off. He's out there rapping to Eminem until Eminem's lawyers send in a cease and desist letter. But the point is he moved up in the polls simply by gaining clout. I mean, is that a good way to run a country? Absolutely not. That's why I believe Jim Morrison was prophetic when he sang, uh, I woke up this morning, I got myself a beer. The future's uncertain and the end is always near. Gosh, are we all living in that moment right now? I'm going to go get a beer. We will be back in the future shortly after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Jimmy. There he is, back in action. Big Tuesday episode of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be joined by one of my buddies, Jim Jordan, from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio, a man who will be grilling Attorney General Merrick Garland this time tomorrow. He brings us inside the tail of the tape on that one. And we're going to be talking to two of my buddies uh, in the third hour, comedian Aaron Berg. He's fantastic. And Brett Azar, uh, bodybuilder, played the Iron Sheik in the NBC show Young Rock. We're having a little bit of a State of the Union in the third hour today. Some good America. Uh, you're welcome to join. Uh, be a part of it. 888-788-9910. The conversation in this hour centers around the investigations into the Bidens, which are really picking up a lot of steam. Are you the big man, Joe? A lot of people think he is. Uh, here's Gavin Newsom. Now, this is very interesting, and this is where we begin our little journey today. Gavin Newsom uh, is, you know, getting in, uh, in front of as many TV cameras as possible to tell people that he's not running for president. Okay, but here's a, I don't know, good question. Maybe you guys... Might, might have thought it was worth asking. I certainly did. Uh, if you're not running for president, why are you doing so much TV? Okay, and the reason he's doing so much TV is not to build up Joe and Kamala. It's because he knows what is afoot in the Democratic Party. He doesn't want to jump in and go, hey, I'm leapfrogging this guy. I'm primarying him. You know, that's not how decorum works in Washington. That could rub people the wrong way. So he's just basically letting nature take its course. The DNC has put out a hit on Joe and Biden, on Joe and Kamala. And every news site known to man is suddenly acknowledging that Joe and Kamala are unpopular and that Joe is old, even though none of that information is new. Two thirds of the country thought Biden was too old to serve a year ago. So when the media shows up today and they're like, oh, he's too old. I'm like, you know, you could have wrote that six months ago, could have wrote a year ago, could have wrote a year and a half ago. Same goes for Kamala and her low poll numbers. So what Newsom is doing right now, it's called a tour de France. OK, this is a move in politics called the tour de France. OK, in the tour de France, they ride in teams. There are guys with jerseys and spandex on pedaling along that aren't a part of the race. They're there as an alternate. Someone goes down, someone gets hurt. You can add an alternate to your lineup. They're already dressed and pedaling. They step right in. Gavin Newsom is running in the Tour de France version of the 2024 election. He's just drifting along behind Joe and Kamala in his spandex with his helmet on, pedaling his way, waiting for them to fall down, which if you've ever seen Joe Biden ride a bicycle, it's actually pretty likely. So he is out there doing as much media as anyone who's currently running. And I'm telling you because I care. If he wasn't running, because he doesn't have an election coming up at the moment in California, he wouldn't be on TV. I think he's got a point. Okay. So it starts with Biden uh, and, and Newsom, of course, being asked the inevitable question about Biden's age. Here it is, clip one. Voters have every right to be concerned, but I'm, you know, maybe I'm a little, I remember Bobby Kennedy said it best, that what the world needs are the qualities of youth, not a time of life, but a state of mind, a quality of imagination. I mean this, I couldn't imagine three years ago that this president could accomplish so much in such a short period of time. I mean that. If this political season is all about a celebrity, with all due respect, we had a celebrity for four years. 
It didn't go well. And so I want a seasoned pro that knows how to get things done. I'm a little old-fashioned. I want a guy who produces results. And the results are in. It's been a master class. There's simply no administration in my lifetime that's been more effective producing more substantive results. And we haven't even started the campaign. <laughs> Good for you, Gavin Newsom. You are so full of sh- Yeah, oh, it's amazing what they've been able to accomplish. Yeah, they let the border collapse. Left $85 billion in Afghanistan, drove inflation up. Wages aren't rising as high as prices are. Public education system has collapsed. He is right to say they've accomplished a lot. That's the good news. The bad news is none of it is good. Tell them like it is. They've been a disaster. But what does Newsom say out of the top? And it's everything you need to know. Voters have every right to be concerned about his age. Voters have every right. However, he's awesome. He's the greatest. We love him. Biden, Biden, he's our man. If he can't do it, no, actually, they wouldn't chant that in the modern Democratic Party. Biden, Biden, he's our them. <laughs> if, if he can't do it, I'll be the dem. That's what it is. It's, yeah, Biden, Biden, he's our them. They can't say man. They'd lose half their votes. Okay, but understand, he's out there doing this media telling you Joe Biden's the guy as a subtle way of saying that Joe Biden is not the guy. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, he wouldn't be doing all this media. And again, they don't want Biden to go down because of the impeachment. They really don't. They don't. They don't want him going down because of Ukraine, because they interfere with the 2020 election by burying that story. If Biden now goes down because Ukraine was true, okay, there is going to be a legitimate, a legitimate revolt against the Democratic Party and all the people who interfere with the 2020 election because it was election interference. We haven't accepted that as a people. We haven't shook hands on it. Okay, the Democrats don't believe it was election interference to kill the Hunter Biden laptop story because it helped them get their way. But do you understand when the intel community is censoring what information you can and can't share in the run-up to an election, that is not democracy. That is not us deciding. That is them deciding for us. And no one should be okay with that. Because if that becomes standard operating procedure, there's a day where it'll affect you as a Democrat just the way it affected a lot of Republicans. I used to say that about censorship all the time. Every Democrat loved it when Trump got thrown off Twitter. They loved it when Twitter was censoring Republicans. And they're like, no, this is great. Anyone who doesn't think so is a fascist. Wait, what? Anyone who doesn't think it's good to silence your political rivals is a fascist? No, anyone silencing the rivals is the fascist. That's not how it would work in theory. Okay, but again, fascism is a long way from what's going on. Okay, we have a real big problem with metaphors in this country. When you compare Trump to Hitler, you are denigrating the Holocaust and the damage done. But getting past all of that. Okay, people never fathom, because everyone's a prisoner of the moment now in our politics, that the shoe could eventually wind up on the other foot. And if you're okay with the DOJ interfering on behalf of your Democratic candidate, then you have to be okay with them doing it on behalf of a Republican, because we could very well get there. But the point is, they don't want impeachment to be Biden's problem. Gavin Newsom laid it right out there for you. He said all the right things about Biden. He's done a great job. He's phenomenal. I'm telling you. Such an idiot. Okay, because he's not done a phenomenal job. If he's done a phenomenal job, 70% of the country wouldn't think we were going in the wrong direction. If he had done a phenomenal job, 70% of Republicans wouldn't want him to run again. Do you understand? If we have a pizza party right now, 
okay? And 70% of the people in the room go, this is the greatest pizza we've ever ordered, we've ever eaten, okay? However, we don't want it ever again. That doesn't square. Okay, but let me give you a little more Newsom because, of course, he goes in on what? The impeachment. They need this to go away. Like, bad. Here it is, clip 24. There are a lot of a lot of folks in a lot of industries, not just in politics, where people have family members and relationships and they're trying to parlay and uh, a little and get a little influence and benefit in that respect. Uh, that's hardly unique. I don't love that any more than you love it or other people I imagine love that. Uh, we want to see a lot less of that. Uh, but an impeachment inquiry? Give me a break. This is student government. Student government threatening debt again or rather threatening a government shutdown again after we went through that process with the debt ceiling? This is student government. This is a joke. Ready, fire, aim. I mean, this is a perversity that the founding fathers ever conceived of and imagined. You can't handle the truth. I mean, was he saying that when they impeached Trump over Ukraine? The answer would be no. And to be clear, Trump was looking into legitimate malfeasance by the Bidens. So in order to stop him from doing so, they impeached him. Trump had heard reports that Biden's son was getting rich in Ukraine and that Biden had improperly meddled in our foreign policy on behalf of his son's business interests. Do you know how Trump heard that, you guys? Are you ready for this? But do you know how he heard it? He heard it because Biden admitted to it on a tape. Oh, wow! And I'm not saying, like, Biden was caught undercover. I'm saying Biden went out in public and publicly bragged about threatening to withhold foreign aid from Ukraine. Biden is such a disaster. But all the people in the media telling you, nah, there's no evidence, nothing to do with it. No, I debunked. It's Russian disinformation. Here's a clip. This is Biden at a public speech, not a private event. Public speech. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. (laughs) Look at that. He should be behind bars. Did you hear that? Well, son of a He got fired. I threatened to withhold the billion dollars in government aid unless their government didn't fire a prosecutor that I wanted fired. The very on-tape definition and admission of a government quid pro quo. When they tell you there's no, ah, there's no evidence. You know, once you get past the bank records and the photos and the emails and the handwritten letters from Joe to Hunter's business partners and the fact that they've now admitted he spoke to his business partners on at least 20 conference calls just to talk about the weather. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. They're trying to belittle and denigrate the act of impeaching Biden or at least holding an inquiry. They're holding an inquiry. Hey, let's go look into this. Let's get the documents they won't turn over. The inquiry is designed to get confirmation. What the Democrats did was flat out impeach Trump. They did the solemn march over in prime time made for TV. That was embarrassing. But they wanted it to have an impact. Did it? No. Okay, but they impeached him twice. They cheapened the process. 
There's a lot more evidence that says Biden was corrupt than anything we've seen with any politician in our lifetime. Okay, you've got two IRS whistleblowers who have come forward to say, yeah, the FBI was interfering in the election. We couldn't get a fair shake. Okay, flat out, government officials putting their name on it. Do you get anything out of the media on that? Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And we say that. Why? Because no one's even acknowledging they exist. Dude, we held the country hostage for three years saying Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. We had no one, no one, okay, bringing forth legitimate evidence to corroborate that on any level. Okay, yet that narrative persisted for three years. It was made up by these sick people. But again, they don't want the Ukraine thing to see the light of day. That's why Hunter Biden was engaged in a plea deal that was going to absolve him from future crimes. Never heard of that in the history of prosecutions. Okay, you've pleaded guilty to a federal gun charge and tax evasion. Never mind if someone's you know pleading guilty to tax evasion, we might want to know where they got this money and why they got this money, how they got this money. No. Okay, but they didn't because no one's doing their due diligence, which is why the majority of the public supports an impeachment inquiry. They've been lied to a billion times. So we're not at the precipice of impeaching Joe Biden because Republicans are engaged in partisan hackery. We're at the precipice because Biden has been completely full of You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. So here's your attorney for IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley. This is Mark Lytle. He is on the story with the great Martha McCallum. God, I love Martha McCallum. The best. Like my, one of my favorite people ever to do TV with. Uh, and she's a great stand-up audience member. Uh, she's phenomenal. If you guys were at the Jersey shows, you probably met Martha. And she's like full Def Jam in the front row. And there's no higher compliment to a dirtbag like me than having a woman who moderated a presidential debate sitting in the front row of a stand-up show. I'm like, damn, I saw her. I was like, wow, this is getting serious, uh, this whole little career of mine. But here is the attorney weighing in on the fact that Hunter Biden is now suing the IRS. Okay, like all people who have nothing to hide, they're suing the IRS (laughs) for talking about them. Clip 25. This lawsuit's just a frivolous smear to try to, you know, block the whistleblowers or any potential whistleblowers from coming forward. There were no violations. The whistleblowers followed the statute. Congress wrote the law so that whistleblowers could come forward in a protected manner and shine the light on government misconduct. And that's what happened here. And as a result, the uh, the sweetheart plea deal was revealed and um, it came to light and the judge rejected it. And they're mad about that. And they're coming after the whistleblowers. That's exactly what's going on. Do you understand, dude? There was a plea deal that was made that absolved him from future crimes. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Now, let me ask you a question. Serious question. You don't have to have a legal background. I don't come at this from like a wonky perspective. Okay, if you are asking for absolution, okay, like if I came home to Jenny tonight and I was like, yeah, Jenny, I was texting this fat chick. You know how I roll. (laughs) And I just want to admit that. I want to plead guilty. I know you're going to be mad at me, uh, but I'd like a minimal penalty because of how honest I am. And by the way, 
I'd like to also be absolved from you getting mad at me if three years from now you find out I'm also having a baby with this girl. I mean, the point is no one goes out and bargains for absolution from other crimes unless they've already committed those crimes. You are correct, sir. There is no world. That's why the judge threw it out. The judge saw the plea deal and was like, wait a minute. Okay, so you've got a gun charge, you've got income tax evasion, but there's also some fine print in here that says we can't charge you down the road for any other crimes. Where all of us come from, that is known as a scam. You're absolutely right. But here's uh, IRS whistleblower Joseph Ziegler laying it out on Jesse Waters last night, clip 26. I think that the Biden family attorneys have given up on arguing the facts anymore and now have decided their best defense is to muzzle us and intimidate us. And it's not going to work. We won't be muzzled. We're not going to distract from the mountains of evidence that are coming forward to the House Ways and Means Committee that they're uncovering daily. They're trying to distract from recent testimony by IRS employees that established two things, two things most recently. The District of D.C., the President Biden, U.S. attorney, declined to partner with bringing charges in that district and that the President Biden appointed U.S. attorney in the Central District of California also said no to bringing charges in that district. So think about what you're dealing with here. And he kind of just laid it out for you. Okay. There is, and this is what Jim Jordan's going to speak to in the next break. There, we always say this, oh, it's a two-tier justice system. At the very least, it's the movie Chinatown. If you've seen the movie Chinatown, Jack Nicholson's character, Mr. Gitz, pretty much from every single angle has them dead to rights in that he's made his case that there is some seriously mind-blowing levels of corruption going on. But no one will play ball with him. And how does the movie end? They say to him, forget it. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Okay, that's essentially what's been going on in the DOJ as it pertains to the Bidens. And Jim Jordan will join us next to lay it all out. It's Chinatown. The fix is in. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest. He's got a busy week on his hands. He'll be going face-to-face with Merrick Garland tomorrow on the Hill. He is the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan back on the phone from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Hey, man. Jimmy, how are you doing? Uh, better than the Bengals. Better than the Bengals. Probably better than the Browns, losing their great running back. Oh, um, that was a But here's one. the fundamental question. Mm-hmm. Would you want Lincoln to be playing college football? Because you know he's going to be good enough. You got him training and everything. Do you want him playing for Coach Prant? Because I think every kid would want to play for a coach like that, with that much energy, that much enthusiasm. Yo, what a does gr- Lincoln want to do that? What a great story that you bring that up. Uh, it listen, has, it, it, listen, I'm like, just let me just preface this, okay? Sure. I'm like Cam Newton's dad in that Lincoln will play for whatever coach pays me the most money under the table. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> coach. Well, it, you know that's all legal now with NIL. Yeah. It's all legal. Back yeah. when I was involved in college sports, like that, like breaking the rules, but yeah. not now. No, but. no. Lincoln would play for Coach Amazon Prime if they sent me enough money. <laughs> I don't care. Prime the soft drink. I don't care. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's why I can't be in Congress. Actually, I could be in Congress. I could be a Biden family member at this point. <laughs> 
crazy, but it's a good story. It is a great story, and they. I watched Saturday night. They were down eight. They had a 98-yard drive to tie that game, go for two, and get it, and then win in double overtime. It's an incredible story. It I, sure is. Oh. It sure is. From the first week, and this back, I mean, it's like, the, you think, though, can they, can they take Oregon? I know. I mean, listen, I've been looking at the lines on these games uh, because, you know, I know that's not your thing, but at the same time, let's not act like there aren't people on your team who might be given to an occasional game of chance. (laughs) I mean, my man. So I want to tell you something about Russell before we get into this. In week one, Russell texted me all the games he liked. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm taking Indiana over Ohio State plus the points. When it won, he's like, oh, I'm taking whoever the hell Georgia was playing plus the points. He did not send me anything in week two. So does that mean he's gone into hiding? Is he walking around in a cast? Does he owe the bookie money? Talk to me. I don't know. I mean, he had to be a little disappointed in the first. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Georgia still winning. So mm-hmm. Russell's all Georgia all the time. Uh, but uh, somewhere in his spare time, he got like the Hill had like 25 influential staff members, and he and he makes the top 25. So you know, is that Russell he's did? Working hard. He's working hard. Yeah, did, he's working hard for the taxpayers across the country. It's amazing because I tell people this because we give Russell a hard time on the show, but I happen to know he's actually really good at his job. Uh, except if his job, and this is this is I say this is high praise, like. Russell is Senate material, and I say Senate material because he walks around in shorts, and you can do that in the Senate now. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's crazy. I mean, it's just like, come on. It's, it's, come on. Like, I don't know. It's like, what? No, it's bad for the – there's no way you can tell me it's not bad for the country. Like, we're a country that's seemingly in decline in a lot of areas. You talk about the border and the economy and crime yeah, and education. Yeah. The idea that the people in the Senate should be letting themselves go, like they're traveling on a bolt bus to a Motley Crue concert, which, again, <laughs> I do not besmirch anyone on a bolt bus to a Motley Crue concert. I'm just saying there's certain <laughs> levels of decorum that we expect, no? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, look, you know, we have to – you got to wear a jacket on the House floor. You got you, gotta, you know, you got to be you got to there's a dress code there. Uh, every time I'm in the Oval Office, you, there's a way you want to look in the Oval Office when you're meeting with when I was meeting with President Trump. It's like there's a way you're supposed to do this stuff. So um, I didn't get it. I think it's unfortunate. But, you know, as you say now, here's the good news. It's still the greatest country going, still the best thing happening. Mm-hmm. But I do uh, have concerns like you do about some of the things we're seeing particularly in this administration. Yeah, it's a weird one. We're talking Ohio Representative Jim Jordan. So tomorrow uh, we get Merrick Garland on the Hill. Uh, Listen, at the very least, okay, we're speaking as Americans, as like genuine concerned citizens. I don't think any any person could objectively say there wasn't some type of a slow rolling of this Hunter Biden case, no? Well, every witness we've talked to, we've deposed now four witnesses. You got the two whistleblowers who both said it was slow walk and all kinds of other things that were done that were outside the norm for uh, an investigation of this this nature. And then you've got the two FBI agents who we also had in for uh, interviews in the in the past two weeks, and they've said they were frustrated with the pace of this investigation uh, at the out of the Delaware office. So yeah, it was it was slow walk. Then you got all the facts. You know, the, 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 the idea that suddenly now we need a special counsel. Like, yeah. It seems to me you needed a special counsel maybe on January 20th, 2021, <laughs> when he's sworn in as president. And his son's been under investigation for two years. That probably was a good time. Maybe when the leak happened on October 6th, 
2022. There was a leak of maybe then you need to spend. I mean, there's all kinds of time. Maybe before that, the, the D.C. attorney or right after the D.C. attorney turned down David Weiss when he wanted to bring charges in D.C. or maybe when he wanted to bring charges in California. And that, that attorney turned him down according to what we've been told mm-hmm. by the agents on the case. So, yeah. Um, there's all kinds of problems with this case, and I'm sure those will be some of the questions Mr. Merrick, uh, Mr. Garland gets uh, tomorrow. Good, and uh, we, we appreciate you putting them through the paces on that because it's been th- such a racket. Like from where I sit, on the left they keep telling us, oh, there's no impeachment. I mean there's no evidence. And, well, yeah, once you get yeah. through everything you just listed and whistleblowers and everything in between, how about the business partners? The business partners themselves. I mean it's crazy, but they've looked the other way. And my biggest concern, yeah. and maybe you can speak to this, is – the changing story on the Biden business writ large yeah. is so profound. It went from no laptop, it's not real, there's no business, to find there's a laptop, there's a business. I called into 20 meetings, but I wasn't involved. When was the last time you called into a business 20-plus times just to tell them how uninvolved you were? Yeah, no, that their story has changed multiple times. I think just as importantly – the Justice Department story has changed now three different times when it comes to the authority that David Weiss supposedly had. June 7th, they write us and they say he has – David Weiss writes me and says, I have full authority, ultimate authority, to determine when, where, and whether to bring charges. 23 days later, he writes me and says, actually, I stand by what I wrote, but I want to clarify I can only bring charges in my home district. Well, it can't be both. And then to further complicate matters, on July 10th, he writes Senator Graham, and he tells Senator Graham, I have not sought special counsel status, but I have had discussions with people at the Department of Justice. So one of the questions I think appropriate tomorrow is who would you have discussions with? Yeah. You've changed your story three times. The White House has changed their story multiple times about the business dealings. Mm-hmm. But the, the stories that have not changed and frankly stood up to four hours of cross-examination in the Oversight Committee two months ago is the story – is the testimony of the whistleblowers, Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler. Yep. So I think that in and of itself is pretty compelling evidence of why we needed to go to an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight duty. Yeah, and you want to know something? The majority of the American people actually agree with you. They had to report that on MSNBC yesterday. You had to see the look on their faces. It looked like, (laughs) have you ever seen a cat getting a bath? Like it just wants nothing to do with what's going on right now. I actually thought they were going to claw somebody when they said it. I thought somebody was going to get bit. I mean, look, we're not doing it for a politics or what the what the what the yeah. you know the approval rating may be one way we're doing it because we have a duty to do oversight mm-hmm. and and part of our constitutional duty it, it, when you have this kind of evidence this body of evidence yeah. is to move to an impeachment inquiry which helps us if in fact we ever get to court mm-hmm. on some dispute with the executive branch and so that's why we've done it and we'll just continue to do our constitutional duty. Well, when I hear Speaker McCarthy, and we're talking to Jim Jordan's on the line right now, when I hear McCarthy talking about the process of an inquiry, to me it sounds an awful lot like you need to do this to get more cooperation as it pertains to documents and insights yeah. like you're trying to gain. Is that essentially what it is? Well, I don't know that we'll get cooperation. What I do know is courts have historically said if you're functioning – out of an impeachment inquiry, which is a, a, a power that the House of Representatives exclusively has mm-hmm. under the Constitution because it's dealing with the impeachment power. Mm-hmm. If you're functioning out of an impeachment inquiry, that helps if you get in court on a dispute on documents, on a dispute on someone you subpoenaed to be deposed. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why you do it. If you're just doing your normal oversight that we have you know, a duty to do, that flows from our legislative purpose uh, power 
which is, again, different. So this is because it's rooted solely in the Constitution for the House of Representatives. Courts have been willing to say, like, okay, we're going to give a little deference to that when there's a dispute between the House and the executive branch. All right. No, and I dig that. And everyone listening should, because essentially what you're saying is this is the most, you know, effective way to get to the truth, which, you know, they've been in the way of at every turn. All right, I'm going to give you one more hard truth while you're sitting here. So Coach Prime in Colorado, the Buffaloes, this great storyline, they are 21-point underdogs against Oregon. And based on the fact, I know you're not a betting man, but you can pass this off to Russell. (laughs) Based on the fact that this is the feel-good story of the century and they're now getting 21, everyone in the world is going to bet Colorado. My guess is Oregon's going to kill them. I hope not. I, I mean, I know. I, I, we need I, the story. I want, I want the streak to continue. I want, yeah, I want Colorado to win. Can I, can I tell you something about this? So, Deion Sanders, as a kid, I loved him. He was a Yankee uh, at first. He was an outspoken Yankee after he played at Colorado State. He came to the Yankees, and he was, you know, following the footsteps of Bo Jackson because he was an Atlanta Falcon and a Yankee. And he was the fastest guy I've ever seen around a set of bases in my life. He hit an inside Same the park. Here. Oh, did you ever see him hit an inside the park home run? He did about a thousand miles an hour. I saw him hit a, a double to the gap, uh-huh. uh, but it wasn't a double for him. Any normal person had been a double. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess normal for, no, yeah. no normal person that makes the major leagues. But he comes around first, and you can see him thinking, and it's like, oh, my goodness. He, you know in his mind it's like, this ain't a double. This is a triple. Yeah. Fastest thing I've ever seen. Yes, he was I mean, sick. It's just like he could go. What an athlete. And it, it, he was the kind of guy when he slides and pops right back up. I didn't even think he had any dirt on his uniform. He's that 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 kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, he was he's one impressive athlete. Oh, that's a cool story. Yeah, you kind of you all right. You sucked me in. I'm 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 rooting the way you root. I'm just rooting for Colorado to somehow to win this game. I'm not a part of what Russell's doing. Just so you, I, I, I'd like to be able to afford pants by the end of the year. I don't have a Senate run in my future. There you go. Keep Lincoln training. Keep yeah. him training. He's, Keep him lifting. He's playing good ball, and I'll, I'll let him know good. you said so. Thanks, my man. Have All a right. great day, Jim. Take care. Take care. There he goes, Representative Jim Jordan. He wants Lincoln back in the gym. He says, tell your kid to get back in the gym. Shut your mouth. The Link Man, I didn't want to ruin the mood. Link Man was, uh, came out of his game late in the fourth quarter yesterday. He's got a bad ankle. And uh, they taped him up, watched him hop around after the game. Jenny threw him in some ice packs and some type of um, compression thing, and I'm assuming he'll be back in action by Saturday's game. Uh, And if not, there'll be a circle on the board in Las Vegas if you're going to bet the game. Uh, But, yes, the Lincoln Lincoln Fayless team is now 1-1 on the season. After a blowout week one, uh, they suffered a two-touchdown loss in week two is how it happened yesterday. You got to do better than that. And that's what I told him. I made him walk home from the game. I'm kidding. He's a good dude. But Jordan makes a great point here. Okay, this impeachment inquiry, if it was political, if this is straight, let's go score political, they just flat out impeach him. They have a majority in the House. They take a vote. They impeach him. People go, ah, you know, swing districts. But if they put it to a floor vote, you understand, the evidence is so overwhelming that the Bidens have lied and tried to conceal their business dealings at every step of the way. That's why the majority of the American people support the inquiry. They support it. Okay, MSNBC, they do not want to report this fact. Okay, I will play you the clip. We played it yesterday. I had referenced it when I was talking to Jim Jordan. 
Okay. Believe me, there is no world where they want to acknowledge this reality. Clip 32. After House Republicans announced an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, the move has gotten pushback from both sides of the aisle. But a new Reuters poll shows the country is divided on the issue. 41% support the idea, 35% are opposed, and 24% just aren't sure. Yeah, they're divided. She fails to mention that the majority of the people support it. That's true. That is true. Okay, they support it. And that's what the media and the entirety of the media saying there's no there there. That's what the entirety of the media saying the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. It's debunked. It's fake. Okay, they did that in the run up to the election. So you understand if the majority of the people support it, despite their attempts to suppress the story in big tech circles like Facebook and Twitter and everything in between. Imagine, imagine what the perception would be of this impeachment inquiry if the world had been told the truth the whole entire time. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, t- trouble. He'd be completely screwed. Okay, that's the reality of right now. So what Jordan and the House Republicans are trying to do in cross-examining Merrick Garland tomorrow, as Lee said, he doesn't know that he's going to get cooperation, but they're trying to force an honest conversation. I tell you this all the time. If there's a lawmaker on this show, Okay, and you hear them here multiple times. It's because I met them off the air, and I know they're not a performance artist. There's a lot of performance artists in our politics, people who want to be influencers. They want to get to the top of Mount Clickmore. I want some clicks. I want to be relevant. Okay, and then there are that handful of people that legitimately care about the country. If you hear a lawmaker on this show, there's plenty of people that have been on once, haven't been on twice. Uh, you know, plenty of people have been on maybe, maybe twice, then I met them and they were never on again. Okay, but if you hear somebody on this show repeatedly, it's because they're the same guy off the air that they are on. Jim Jordan has legitimate concerns that the Bidens are corrupt. Why does he have those concerns? Because he's been paying attention to the Bidens. He knows what he's talking about. A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun, though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Doing the dang thing. 888-788-9910, the phone number if you want to be a part of this shindig. We're just talking to Jim Jordan in the next hour. Aaron Berg, Brett Azar coming by for a full hour, a Tuesday takedown. I think I'm calling it the takedown because they're going to wind up taking this content down. It's going to get rowdy. <laughs> I'm just bringing on my friends for a State of the Union in the next hour because the country's a mess. It's stupid. Okay, I'm going to give you some DeSantis comments on the Senate dress code. And uh, we are, of course, going to get into the Lauren Boebert controversy where she was uh, caught getting a little handsy in a movie theater uh, with someone. I love it when you talk dirty. I found it funny because the Democrats, if you remember a week ago, were defending the fact that a Congress, uh, a congressional candidate in Virginia was streaming her live sex on the Internet. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But the Democrats pushed back. They're like, how dare you shame her for streaming sex on the Internet? And Lauren Boebert gets frisky on the date, and the Democrats are like, get her out. Get her out of here. It's a little bit of a double standard is what I'm going to say. But we'll talk about it from a different angle. We're going to talk about it from a street angle, from a guy angle, from a dirtbag like me angle, because that's what we give you on this show. We give you real talk. Uh, Because you're not getting it everywhere else in the media. 
Okay, and that's one of the frustrations I have when I look around. It's like we get on TV, we just like, you know, whether you see me tonight, I'll be on the Ingram Angle tonight, 740 Eastern Standard Time. I'll just give you an honest take. I won't come on being like, you know, gosh, I hope this gets them to vote Republican. You know, I won't get off like, well, it was a good hit. They laugh, but I don't know if they're going to be more likely to vote Republican. That's not the job. Okay. The reason we win on Fox, the reason our ratings crush everybody else, you need to know this. This is so important is that our party is not the Republican Party. Our party is America. Freedom! Sometimes we catch hell from the Republican Party because we don't agree with what they're doing. Sometimes, you know, Trump will get on Twitter and not exactly be flattering when he's talking about Fox hosts. This guy will say anything. I mean, to- tr- trash. How many times does he trash Fox? You know, anybody. You say so- If I said something about him on Hannity Thursday night, come right at me. There's a slob. There's a real slob. I mean, that's what he'd do, and that's fine. Okay, but the point is we're just trying to call balls and strikes uh, on behalf of the country. Most people are just activists masquerading as journalists. Okay, we are Americans masquerading as Americans, okay? We want this country to flourish. And the way you do it is by having no-holds-barred, honest conversations. So buckle up, because we're going in. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you're damn right it is, girlfriend. And we are getting ready to kick off the maiden voyage. I'm calling this segment the takedown Mainly because legal is probably going to take it down. I have decided, I made my own executive decision that for the next hour of this show, for the final hour, and I do mean final in every sense of the word, not just today, perhaps permanently, I am joined in studio by two of my best pals in this industry or former industries, human trafficking, you know, things we were doing down at the border. Comedian Aaron Berg is here. The crowd goes wild. Uh, Bodybuilder, super hunk, uh, star... (laughs) Of young Rock, I consider you the star. Brett Azar here as well. Hey, girl, how are you? Wait, this is a podcast. It's a radio show. I'm in. I'm in the wrong. I thought this was the tryout for Tyrus's tag team partner. Oh, you guys were going to wrestle on the air. That's not what this is. No, girl. In, in, oh, I'm in the wrong place. You absolutely are. Um, if you're going to try to do comedy, that's all. I'm kidding. Great to see you. You look great, <laughs> dude. I waited all night for that. Did you? One, that was the that one? one opener. Yeah. That was your that was opener. That was it. Those are the ones that always go bad. Oh man. Get him out of here. Right, I give up. You Get overthink it, you no, rehearse it, and then it just falls. <laughs> that was a good, one of my favorite things to that point. No, we love you, and we're going to have a great hour. Okay, but yeah, one of my favorite – you stop it. One of my favorite things in the world, okay? Yeah. We're talking about comedy dying, but comedy being forced. Okay, because I do consider that funny. I love taking a shot at the host out of the gate. You know what I did on Stuart Varney today? I did Stuart Varney. I was on Stuart Varney, and I was like, oh, just so the people know, I only agreed to this because I thought it was a guest host. Yeah. And, like, he's moderating the next presidential debate, and it's kind of funny because you're putting him down. So I like what you were going for. I like it, But there's nothing funnier uh, when a politician tanks a joke. I just want to tell the story really quickly. So in the 2016 election, Mike Pence, who's not exactly Cat Williams, okay? He's not exactly Def Jam comedy material. He's never been beat up by a (laughs) 12-year-old. No, no gun smuggling charges. <laughs> Pence ne- very rarely Pence weed. can ride most carnival rides. Yeah, Pence is yeah. tall enough. It's great. Okay, but in the 2016 vice presidential debates, he was debating Tim Kaine, who was Hillary Clinton's running mate, and he clearly had a pre he had a line he was ready to use. Yeah. Because it was about Trump being the host of The Apprentice. And he goes, uh, 
America, Tim Kaine just goes, we're talking about the economy, and he just blurts out, America doesn't deserve a president who says you're fired. They need one who says you're hired. And the whole room just... <laughs> nothing. Like, he... Nothing. Like, the room saw it. It died. But Pence, to his credit, Berg, he goes... It was, it was brutal what Pence did to Kane. He goes, you and your running mate, like a lot of them pre-did lines. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> it hurt so bad. It, I do it all the time, right? I'll think of something, and I'm like, oh, this is going to kill. And then I'll put it in, and it's just... However, ah. <laughs> in the history of comedy, Brett, you need to know this, okay? No one in the history of comedy has ever successfully given a comic something they could use. You know, when they say, like, you could use that in your act? Yeah. In the history of that offering, no joke has ever worked in the history of comedy. Never. You couldn't, right? It's, you would. It's never good. And Most you know, of the time, it's far too racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it would be. Yeah. No, no, even then, even no, then. Because it's someone that thinks that they can do what you do, yeah, and yeah. you're like, you know what you got to try? And you're like, that was in a book in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Truly disgusting jokes. It was edited out in 1980. So, Brett, no, for real, usually when you're doing like a private event, you'll appreciate this. Like, you'd be doing like a company Christmas party. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah. You know, you got to say something about Murphy. I mean, yeah. just get on Murphy. Yeah. And you find out, like, Murphy's mom just died in Guantanamo. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> and you bring it up, and it actually ruins the whole party. Yeah, read the room. You man. never you never take secondhand jokes anywhere. I think that's rule number one. It goes, as a kid, it's candy from strangers, but we yeah. took it. We wound up in the van, yeah. and now we're out here learning lesson number two. I wish this. I wish I could do street jokes all the time, mm-hmm. and I wish I could play the guitar and just change songs. Just, mur- <laughs> just, just murder. Just change songs. It's the easiest, most fun thing. Easiest thing. So, Brett, let's talk you for a second, okay? No, you stop it. We're going to be nice, okay? Yeah. We're, we're real buddies. Brett and I met, Berg. You don't know this story. Oh, really? No, no, this is no. You don't. Uh, this is no. This is not the OnlyFans version of the story. This okay, is, no, this I, is that's version. the one that I heard. No, we it, was, met. it was Feet Finder. Yeah, it was Feet. <laughs> <laughs> what percentage of Feet Finder do you actually even think are women's feet? Okay, like I wouldn't know. My wife would know. She oh, does she, this research. She found me on. Okay, oh, that's how it went down. Apparently, no, because, because I, I think about account. this all the time. Jenny, my wife's pretty. People are always like, "Your wife's beautiful." What I'm thinking of is taking her profile pic and just selling my own feet as hers. You, <laughs> you tell could. Me not, I'd make money, wouldn't I? I saw Barack and Michelle did a pic like that. <laughs> Some kid. There's gold in them hills. <laughs> But we met at Led East. We met at an auto show. He was making an appearance. You, of course, you played the Iron Sheik. You played Young Iron Sheik on Young Rock. Yeah, which which would go over so great <laughs> right now. Oh, the Sheik. Tirani <laughs> Rod, number one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it might, it's UN week right now. <laughs> yeah. They used to let the president of the UN speak. My Ahmadinejad, and he would just insult the place for two hours. Yeah. He'd call it a dump. We were in for it. It was actually kind of funny, like, because he was bashing, like, America so hard, the other foreign leaders would be like, do me, do me. It became funny. It was like roast comedy. I feel like the White House Correspondents' Dinner has lost that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got to bring that back. Nobody enjoyed it. Well, if a Republican wins, I'm probably, like, two, a year away. I might, we might be able to host it. And that I, would be amazing. I would love if you could. We, we'd be amazing uh, because we would we would pull the goalie. But you are also a body double for Arnold. Yeah. Now, my question is, do they use a body double for the maid he shagged, or does she still get the extra work? <laughs> um, that's all him. Uh, <laughs> especially with – well, actually, I love, his son Joe I is know. a good friend I'm of mine. I'm just giving you a hard time. That's so, the son – of the maid and of, him. Of the nanny. And oh, he, that's amazing! And he looks a lot like Arnold. Got, more like than any other of his kids. Does and he talk he, like him? He kicked my... No, he's got a much... He has no accent. He's mm-hmm. very... 
totally different voice. Okay. Okay. But we worked out in California together, and little kid kicked my butt. Really? Like oh, yeah. working out? Oh yeah. But not the, not what not like because I know you pay to get beat up, not that kind. Yeah, not no, that kind. It's not the Craigslist kind. It's amazing. You, I mean, he's an icon for what you do and what I used to do. He, yeah, he's to be the top. Yes, to, there's nobody better than Schwarzenegger. So, so no. to be hired as the naked Schwarzenegger body mm-hmm. for Terminator was like for a meathead gym rat actor. Yeah, I'm that was done. it. That was it. Like you, you peaked in life. That's all I needed. Yeah, you were playing. You were playing Arnold. I'm good. That is amazing. And but filming that was quite incredible because we we recreated that whole scene from Terminator One where Arnold does the naked rise and walks up to the three punks and nothing clean right. He clothes give them to me now. <laughs> He's got half a road act right there. Yeah. Yeah. Throw me a Christopher Walken. You'll be working. <laughs> you are over do, there naked asking for these <laughs> kids' clothes. I do, I do chic and I do Arnold and that's it. You that's are it. a third imp- You're an impersonation away from a gig at Bananas this weekend. I'm telling you, you got to get on Howard Stern and do him. <laughs> but I could do chic on that, yeah. There you go. NBC said... I have to stay away from that side of it, but okay, good idea. Um, yeah, but filming that. So in that scene, Arnold shows up from the future. He's uh-huh. all dressed. He's like, "I'm going to stop you now. You won't be needing those any clothes," kind of thing. My fight scene with Arnold, I wore pantyhose and a drawstring. Nice. And you think Hollywood would give you something that? No, no. Wow. I wore that I'm, for my anniversary I'm, yesterday with hey, my wife. Hey, girl, <laughs> swinging away. For real? Yeah, no. fighting Arnold. And it's like now whenever he sees me, he's like, you're wearing too much clothing. I don't recognize you. Because <laughs> my stuff isn't just hanging out. You're going to be the face of the He Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> it was a man that was forced to get naked for a role. Come on. <laughs> Brett Azar, Aaron Berger in studio. So we're talking about dress and clothing and attire, and I appreciate you bringing it up because it gives me a perfect segue. They've suspended the dress code in the Senate. Yeah. It yeah, used to I'm, be shirt and tie. I'm properly dressed for Senate right now. Yeah, that's funny. You know what you think about now? The guy on January 6th in the Chewbacca hat was actually ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if he showed up today, they're like, the, right this way. The sir. Viking horns and the, all that. The senator from Nebraska is recognized. There's no respect for that floor. No. At all. No. Where did it start? Is it yeah. Fetterman? Yeah. Fetterman. Of course Sweat it is. Pants, yeah. yeah. Of course it is. They dress for the job you want. Apparently he wants the job of selling weed behind a bowling alley. Because <laughs> who's walking into the center that's disrespectful? Like, I wouldn't go there as a visitor. You know how we always talk about how the dignity and, like, flying changed from yeah. when we were kids. You used to get yeah. dressed up like you were going somewhere. Of course. And yeah. you would eat on the plane yeah. and there wouldn't be ladies punching you. <laughs> Nobody had a, a support llama. Yeah, there, was, was no, there was, there there was, was no, no Spirit Airlines back There was no there. bare feet coming up behind your there head. Was no, oh. There was a dignity, but they're turning, they're turning the Senate into coach class. Yeah. They're coach classing the Senate, and it's the Senate. I don't understand why American politics can't be classy and backstabbing at the same time. No, they, it's, it's, how, it's how it's supposed to it's be. the way it always was, but that's part of the problem now, too, is if we're going to go full trailer park— they're going to see a lot of the backstabs coming. Yeah. You know, because you're just walking around in that energy. The suit gave them a, a level of, you know, dignity or nobility, I thought. You at least, even if you're a scumbag and you dress nicely as uh-huh. a politician, people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And now they just see a garbage man coming. <laughs> Think about that. When you go to court, 
they would tell people you go into court, you put on a shirt and tie because yeah. you're trying to make the impression that you're a right. decent, clean cut person. Yeah. You know, uh, not that I know anything about it. You know, my, my, my client would never punch anyone after a Rangers game on a Long Island Railroad, <laughs> Your Honor. But no, that's what, so, so, so the point is, you're right, is that you're not going to get that benefit of the doubt, but you shouldn't get that. Like, I feel like certain institutions should be held to a higher standard. Absolutely. Like, it's the Senate. Like, that's why I always get mad about comics. It's like, uh, Joe Rogan would be an example of this. Yeah. They were madder at Joe Rogan for saying things, uh, for questioning the vaccine, than they were at the doctors who lied about it. Right. And the podcaster should not be held to the same in- standard. They're the messenger. Yes. Don't shoot the messenger. As the, especially as the people who are actually setting the standard. You know, because right. the sale, what was the sale on the vaccine? You can't get COVID. Yeah. That was the sale. And then it became, no, you're going to get COVID, you just won't. Die from COVID. Yeah, but yeah. that's not a vaccine. That's that's lessening exactly. my symptoms. That's a Tylenol. Yeah, yeah. That's a ibuprofen that I injected. Yeah. But it's safe for six month olds, and I think that's what we've really <laughs> found out in the past week. <laughs> that is when that comes out, and you read that, yeah. and, and you're mm-hmm. a dad, mm-hmm. and you, I'm a stepdad. Are, oh, there you dad. go. I'm a sugar dad. Uh, <laughs> hey! Are you a stepdad? I am a young stepdad. kid or average? Two, two teenagers. Average. Oh, that's I said. Okay, so they're done. They yeah. they don't have to get it. But when you, I have a, a young daughter who's six, and they're like, "We want to vaccinate your kid." And my wife and I are like, "Where do we get fake paperwork?" Yeah, that's all we're well, thinking. Well, we can talk off the air. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got Johnson and Johnson, but they didn't tell me it was Magic Johnson and Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh... My blood feels sick. <laughs> yeah, now, you got to go get an HIV shot. Now. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Listen, I drove a cab. That, that, those diseases are scared yeah. of my blood. Oh boy, but the, things you, the thing you catch driving a taxi in the city, or at least breathe in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, even as a cab driver, we were told as cab drivers, like, do yourself a favor, wear a collared shirt. It will bring you more respect from the customers. Yeah. Like people yell at you and stuff. And that we were told that as a cab driver to observe a certain level of decorum. And we're straight telling senators shorts and a frick. You know what I mean? Which has been some of these senators have actually been elected. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> That's so... so the people that actually voted for them must be furious. Aaron Berg saying the people in the coffins who voted Democrat were yeah. dressed nicer yeah. than some of the elected. Democrats. All those votes floating in a river in Georgia. <laughs> good for you. I we're don't get a, it. We're having a good time. Uh, but I think it's crazy. And I think, you know, when you talk about. You know, where we're going as a politics, what happens now is like, you know, when a couple shouldn't stay together anymore, we've all been in that situation. Okay. And you realize you can diagnose that because of what you're fighting over, which means everything, Mm -hmm. like literally everything. If you both filled out a questionnaire and said, what's your favorite food? It was pizza. Okay. You're capable of getting to a point as a couple where one of them wants pizza and the other one is aghast that you would want pizza. Yeah. I'm like, we met on pizza.com. You know what I'm saying? But now we hate pizza, too. So where we are as a politics right now is whatever position one side takes, the other side is just going to fight to the death against it. Yeah. Whether they agreed with it or not. You couldn't make the case as a Democrat that people should be dressed like it's a Jimmy Buffett concert in the Senate. But they're about to. Yeah. And they're about to tell you you're like strokist or fashionist. Strokist? I don't know. What are they going to tell you? Because it's essentially the Fetterman rule that he had a stroke. You know what I mean? And that's the situation. It's all about comfort and doesn't want to stress about. (laughs) Yes. And to be clear, everyone listening on the radio, we're all in tuxedos right now. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely correct. With cummerbunds. Not even like new. We're old style. Do you think Fetterman was actually dressed fine, but it was just his lip dangling and people thought it was a hoodie? (laughs) No, it's a hoodie (laughs) because I think he's out to have it both ways. He gets to be in the Senate. 
But the more he wears athletic clothes, the greater chance he has of getting a women's product endorsement from Nike. Yeah. You know, it's 2023. He's going to model Nike and work in the Senate. It's crazy. Just but- half do it. That's just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just half do it for America. Yeah. Just do it is only if you're a kid making their clothes in a factory. Yeah. Like, I need a break. Just, you know, just so Bobert. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there. That's the next oh, break. Okay. I didn't no, no, we're having some real guy jumping, talk. Jumping I thought we should start with dress codes, yeah. okay, before we got to the people undressing in the theater. We'll, I love it. We'll do that next. Okay. I didn't think the that. critics have spoken. You do that again and I'll break every bone in your body. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. My two buddies, my homies, are in studio. We have to figure out what the title of this segment is. It's going to be an hour long. I'm going to do it every week. Aaron Berg is here. Brother Azar is here. Comics, bodybuilders. Comics and bodybuilders. Aaron yeah. Berg. Yeah. Oh, oh, that. 97. Man, it feels like yesterday. Wow. Well, the last time I competed. It, it, Natural, in quotes, <laughs> Mr. Canada. <laughs> Canada, in quotes as well. So have either of you given thought to the fact that you could be winning every women's bodybuilding competition on earth right now? Right. You could be the most decorated bodybuilder in the history of the profession. You could be the Arnold. You know you grew up worshiping Arnold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have your own pumping iron. I, I identify pumping as, estrogen. as a <laughs> My name is Arnetta. I moved here with a dream. And no. I've got these huge breasts. I love everything. I love America. It's the greatest country in the world. No. And then here's your medal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bullshit me. I see the bulge in your pants come around. <laughs> Some of those women are massive. Some yes. of those women would dust me off. Oh, yeah. yeah they'd be I've up. seen oh, a yeah. few of them. No question. All natural, too. <laughs> chicken oh, breast. Oh, Just yeah. chicken breast. A lot yeah. of chicken breast. Yeah, duck can, eggs. That, is duck that, eggs. Is that, is that what an, people tell people still? Duck eggs. How'd you get that big? A lot of chicken breast. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of grilled chicken. <laughs> Just eat grilled chicken. Asparagus. Yeah, What's that it. dangling from your butt there? <laughs> vaccine. Yeah, yeah. That's a vaccine. Slap peanut butter on everything. That's my Take secret. six vaccines a week. I yeah. got to bring them in from Mexico. I just keep, I just keep taking them. Yeah. Um, B12. But really it's, quickly, it's give B12. me this. Give me this in two minutes, uh, and I'll start with you, Brett. Yeah. The idea, and I think we agree that men shouldn't be competing in women's sports. Agreed. But is there any way to even quantify just how profound the advantage is? Like, what I just, stat I try to go to is the winner of the men's New York City Marathon beats the women by m- more than 14 minutes wow. in marathoning. That's like three and a half miles. Like that's not a race. That's a flight oh, it's, delay it's for one ridiculous. of them. There was that. Is it? Was it Canada? Was it yeah. your your home? Oh boy, Canada, where the the power lifter was like, you know what? I feel like a woman today. I'm going to go enter a contest. Walks in, <laughs> sets all the new records, uh-huh. and leaves. That's amazing. And you want to know something? And it's ridiculous. No one can say this. I'm going to play a Serena Williams. Okay, this is Serena Williams on Letterman, 2013, being asked to play Andy Murray. For me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Because yeah. it's not, <laughs> No, it's, it's true. It's honestly, true. It's a completely... Really. It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and me and um, they they get they serve harder, they hit harder. It's just a different game. And wow! I love to play <laughs> women's tennis. Is anyone like, playing that clip anywhere in the media? Billie no. Jean is pissed off, and that's, that's the sure. most decorated tennis player of all time. What the elite yes. of women's athletes? The best yeah. of the best, and she's flat out saying, "No, I don't even belong in the same court as the guy." <laughs> what are you crazy? I know, but if she said that right now, she would get like fired. She'd lose her Nike sponsorship. 
that's how you know. Like we're living in a – it's performance art. You know what I mean? We're just, it, it, people are being forced to pretend. It really, it really does piss me off that all those female athletes who work so hard yeah. to get their scholarships, to get on these I teams. A thousand percent. It's worth nothing. I'm with you and it that noted bigot Fred Rogers who said, Only girls can be the mummies. Murder, this guy was. Only boys can be the daddies. <laughs> Not to be... It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing. A busy Tuesday. You'll see me on the Ingram Angle tonight, classing up that program. If you missed me on Fox and Friends this morning, uh, it is on the Fox Across America website where you can see all that fancy Fox Across America merch. I modeled you guys on TV. Aaron Berg's in studio. Brett Azar's in studio. We're having a grown-up talk about all things America. Uh, I, because we have like a merch line for the show, we were doing a segment on Fox and Friends about how there was no dress code in the Senate. So I ripped off my jacket to show my Fox Across America swag. Nice, I got to be honest, a lot, lot of chubby chasers across America got worked up. Come on. You, I, I don't know. No, excited. I don't You're mean You're swole man. now. Yeah. <laughs> You're not feeling swole. How would you describe your body? When you look in the mirror, uh-huh. first thought. Uh, right now? Well, not Ooh, now, yeah. if you were naked in the mirror. Oh, well, when I look in the mirror right now, I'm not even kidding. Hold on. I just go. That's okay. <laughs> Damn it. Like, right. I look good. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm standard definition pretty. Like, you can put me on TV hair and makeup and SD and I look fine. Okay. Yeah. But the reality is, in person, like, if you meet me and Pete Hegseth, he looks like a TV star. I look like I installed your TV. Yeah. I look like, <laughs> it's like, people hug him, they tip me. They That's give me okay. $20. Yeah. They're like, the reception's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Give me the whole package. I'll <laughs> pay you extra in <laughs> can cash. You, yeah. Can you give me cable for yeah. free, bro? I'm like, no, no, I work here on the channel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't install the channel. I work here on the channel, but that's how it goes down. So I don't know that I could land a date with Lauren Borbort, Bo- but we're going to start here. I'm oh, going to give you some intel on this. Okay. Okay. I was at a D.C. cocktail party. It's a funny story. For the White House Correspondents' Dinner, people who work in media, if you cover it, there's like the night before people go. It's like the Super Bowl. People hang out yeah. in the rival networks. But it's funny. You'd appreciate this, Berg. Like the White House people show. Like Jen Psaki was the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Okay. Right. So the night before the Correspondents' Dinner, I actually have a picture of us with our arms around each other having a drink. Yeah. The next night I see her on the red carpet, stone face, get the away from me. Yeah. Like, doesn't know me. I don't exist. I could have been on fire. There would have been no acknowledgement of the blaze. K-fave. Right. Yeah. I, it was actually, like, I respected it's, it. It's a wrestling thing. Yeah, because it was yeah. one of those moments where I realized how cutthroat this is. Yeah. Because I was sitting there the night before, like, oh, wow, I'm friends with the people in the White House. Hey, Jen, yeah. what's up? <laughs> the next minute, nothing. Okay. Wow. Nothing at all. I mean, nothing. Snubbed. It's, like, it's heels uh, and baby faces. Yep, just you like are, the wrestling. Yes, world. it was amazing. So, anyway. At one of these cocktail parties, I can't speak to her motive. I don't know it. But Bobert showed up to a party I was at at the end of the night, okay, and was walking around in a cocktail dress just very aggressively making eye contact with media people. And I'm not saying she was there to meet people and hook up. I think what she was there is she – a lot of people who are new to Congress realize it's now just an influencer game. Right. It's like they're not even running the country. They're just trying to get clicks on social media, which is probably why the country's so screwed up, to be clear. Yeah. But she was on the Go at that party. Like, I was astonished by the level of aggression. Counter that with uh, Yamishi Alcindor, 
who was uh, just leaning against uh, a wall like, you know, she was the biggest deal in media because she was like an MSNBC, NBC White House correspondent who was doing the other thing, like not even attempting to be friendly. Like, you guys are lucky to be in my presence. She was a bouncer. Yeah. No matter how many times people said, Kirby Puckett, I love you on the twins, you know. (laughs) But anyway, so we're we're walking around. I see Bobert. I know nothing of her dating life. I know nothing about her being divorced. I know nothing. Right. Okay, but I have that in my mind as where am I going to put that someday? Well, someday came this week because we get the story of she's at a showing of, I believe, fellas, it was uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Which great I, great I mean, play. And who didn't get frisky? I mean, yeah. right. when we yeah. watched Michael get Keaton, on by you were just saying off the air, zombie. when they sing Deo, I mean, you just <laughs> off, off the clothes come. I you mean, don't say Bobert three times, she gets naked. <laughs> it's like a horror movie. Telling me banana, Bobert. But I want to talk from this standpoint. Good job, by the way. That was funny. I, I, we caught it. It took us a second. Uh, the, sometimes comics miss jokes because we're busy telling them. That was yeah. actually, that was funny. So you, got, you still Brett got landed. it, Jim. I'm Brett a real it. person, too. I do. <laughs> I'm not all scripted. Brett, do you even know who Kirby Puckett is? I do. I loved. Picture I had, Lizzo I had, with a baseball glove. I had, his, I had his starting lineup when I was little. It was, it was Wade Boggs and Kirby that. Puckett. And yes. Fight the with them in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, the twins. They won a couple World Series. Kirby Puckett was a beast. Uh, but So hold on a second. So we get this story out that she's getting frisky in a, in a movie, in a theater, showing of, of uh, you know, uh, Beetlejuice. Okay. Now, there's two things in play here that I wanted to discuss. One is a week ago, okay, if you wanted to talk about hypocrisy, there was a woman running for Congress in Virginia who was actually streaming her sex life online. Yeah. And the Democrats were like, how dare you attack her for that? This is a legitimate profession. Right. You're not going to denigrate women. A week later, they're like, who the hell gets felt up in a movie theater? Yeah, Which is right. a little bit of a double standard. It's always a double but standard. But the point I'm trying to make, and this is where analysts and politicians are out of touch with the rank and file, if Lauren Boebert is giving handies in a theater – it's not going to hurt her support at the polls. And it's going to help sales of tickets. <laughs> Great. Bobert is a smoke show, dude. Do you know, actually, the guy who threw them out of the theater has been fired. Really? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to work in this town ever again. But it's actually, it's like, I go back to the Stormy Daniels thing, okay? They used to try to, you know, you know Trump hooked up with a porn star. Right. Yeah, like, I heard I, a little bit about like, it. But, I, but what I'm saying is like, all the things they used to slander Trump with actually made him more endearing to the average person. Yeah. CNN once ran a hit piece where they said, you know, he gets two scoops of ice creams at his meetings and the guests only get one. Yeah. First of all, who doesn't want to live in a country where, as president, you get entitled to an extra scoop? Get an extra scoop. What I, are I we? Mean, what I is always, the position? You think about, I always get an extra scoop. Thank you. I, go to. I mean, are you not denigrating the office itself if he gets equal ice cream to everybody else? Right. The only one that upset was Chris Christie. I don't yeah. think anybody else. <laughs> I don't think anyone else in politics yeah. cared. He had his lunchbox. I think Christie leaked that story. Yeah. He probably just lied about it, and he's like, I wouldn't need it anyways. It would tear my lap band. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. So we're talking about this Bober thing, and I feel like the slanders are always out of touch with the recipient, meaning the voter. I don't think the voters care. Like, has the, This is my question to both of you. Has the ship sailed? Like, Do we expect better behavior out of our politicians? I don't know that we do. No. We don't, right? Not in this day and age. But even on like a not past sex, what do you think? All you have to do is look at Hunter Biden. Okay. He lives the life of a gangster rapper. Yeah, yeah. And it's like anything south of that is fine with with anybody. Uh, Apparently. And Republicans don't mind 
they're women getting a little handsy in theaters. And that's a new look for us. I, I think it's cool. I think that it's progressive. I think Democrats should be happy with how far female empowerment's come. <laughs> I love that one, though, that they do push it as empowerment. It is. And they say, like, we're, we're mad about it. I'm like, no, 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 there's not a guy in the world that's mad about this. Nobody's mad about like, it. Like, we're going to do slutty stuff. We'll show you. And we're like, all right, show us. She started her edgy move. Do you remember the restaurant that she was at? And they all carried guns yep, while yep, they yep, were yep. working. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was bad. That's a place I want to dine in. That's America. Chicks with guns. Yeah, you don't have guns? What am I, in Canada? (laughs) There's no place like home. Yeah. Uh, Brett, have we given up on decorum? No. It's a healthy sex life is... I feel like like I'm with a transition Dr. Ruth right now. I think she had a transition Dr. Ruth. I would get behind a healthy sex life. See that? The way he did that? It shows that, you know, you're... When you have a healthy sex life, it means the rest of you is is also working right. (laughs) You're you're mentally good, physically. Well, no, that does matter. Okay? Listen, he's not I promote health and fitness, so... There is a report out. There is a report out today that the Pentagon. So he's not wrong about that. Let me find this. Her hormones are where they should be. (laughs) Nice. He's on board with this. There is a report out today that dementia, okay, is a growing problem for the Pentagon. Of course. Because of the age of politicians. Right. And we're of the concern now that you could have people handling classified documents that have dementia. You've seen this over and over. Yeah, I mean, it's actually going on. But when we talk about decorum, even getting past, like, people's sex lives is just the reality. Like, if you were to look at, like, what Biden does. Okay, Biden showed up to Maui. Falls. (laughs) Well, Forgets. Biden shows up. Pulls his dog's tail. I know. Can I keep going? Biden shows up to Maui. The whole town is burnt down. Okay? They've lost everything. Right. And he opens with, I have a sense of what you're going through. We had a fire at my house. I almost lost. I almost Almost lost lost. my Corvette and my cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I consider that more, like, when you talk about decorum and respect and decency, I consider that more upsetting and belittling to victims than anything. I, I know what you're going, I almost, like, do you remember how? I almost how, lost my Corvette and my cat. Uh, you know you know how so, there was. Sounds like a country song. <laughs> but it's not because of almost. Yeah. In the country song, you lose the Corvette and the cat. Yeah. You sing about it. Right. Nobody wants to hear you almost lost it. But you remember there was a 9-11 thing. Okay. Where there were those annoying people who would tell you how if they did two things differently, they would have been involved in 9-11. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I worked on 138th Street. But you know if I worked on Chambers Street? Yeah, yeah but you didn't. So why are you doing this right, to me? Right. Normally on Mondays, what I do is I yeah. go downtown, I get my sandwich, I would walk by the World Trade yeah. Center. But uh-huh. luckily, they were at a sandwich meet that uh-huh. day. If it wasn't a head. Divine intervention. And I called ahead. But everyone has that stupid story. But as a president, like... I consider that, you know, more offensive to me than anything. So, like, you're actually going through something. Like, you showed up to Florida, and they're like, you know, her people lost their house in a hurricane. If you open with climate change, mm. you don't care about them. That's agenda. What is this need for him to try and empathize or sympathize with these people when everyone knows he's clearly out of touch? Well, this is what that, it, that's what, what his whole thing was to start with, but now he's just dragging it. Well, that's what they said. They were like, empathy's on the ballot. You're electing us it's, because we care. And then he skipped 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, empathy's what, on the ballot. By the way, yeah, I'm all 9-11'd out, you guys. Alaska, yeah. Alaska. I'm going to be in Alaska yelling about climate change to Vietnam. Right. I would have loved if Trump was still in office and he showed up to Hawaii. What would he have thrown to these people? Oh, you name it. Everything. He When he was throwing the paper towels. I loved it. But, you know, it's what was funny about it, too, is, again, you talk about critiques being out of touch. 
the people on the ground thought it was cool. They didn't feel belittled yeah. that he was quarterbacking paper towel rolls yeah. because he was actually there throwing them to them. Right. As opposed to the other guy who didn't show up. I mean, right. Biden gave Hawaii a no comment for 13 days. Yeah. Biggest fire in the history of the country. They've lost uh, 800 people are missing. Do you have a comment? No comment. There is no comment possible other than, gosh, that's horrible. Well, he's not allowed to speak for himself. Is that what it is? Do you you guys believe that? I I believe that. I analyze analyze politics for a living, right? And I can tell you this. When he gives a press conference and he goes, I have a list of people I'm supposed to call on. Every single time they've handed him that list, they have said to him, now remember, don't say you have a list of people you want to call on. Right. They don't want him saying that. But he gets up there and says that. Yeah. They want he this to look. Says, well, let, me, let me check my, my marching orders here. Yeah, if yeah. I, if I'm allowed to. Yeah, oh, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. But he's not supposed to be saying that. It's like, uh, were you at Gotham Comedy Live when Pamela Anderson read the stage direction? No. This is a great story. Pamela Anderson, I was uh, writing uh, the, the celebrity monologue for that show. You were right. on it as a comic all the time. Yeah. And I was, I was on it a few times, and I was writing the monologues for the people who were non-comics, Brett. So you'd get a person, say William Shatner was on, would be on. You'd write him a monologue based on things that everyone in the audience knew. Mm-hmm. So Pamela Anderson, who was actually pretty cool, had a bunch of handlers who were insistent that we were going to make her Pam 2.0, brilliant. We were going to focus on, like, civil rights and Ugh. the environment. I'm like, because, you know, everybody coming out tonight wants to wants hear to her hear take on yeah. the bombing and the VAs. Sure. They don't want to hear about Tommy Lee or Motley Crue. Or... We couldn't talk about the Borat movie. Really? Uh, that was the initial plan. That was yeah. not her. She was cool. Okay. But uh, I wrote this high-minded monologue, like, seven times. They made me rip it up and rewrite it. She finally gets on stage and accidentally reads the stage direction. Yeah. Duh. So it turns into a ditzy blonde routine. She's like, right. welcome to Gotham Comedy live please hold for applause yeah (laughs) (laughs) my name is pamela anderson step to the right you're out of the shot and like people died laughing he's like oh this is brilliant but it wasn't intentional that's the point biden is reading the stage direction yeah but it's like where are we as a country where anyone accepts that because i think we're in an unhealthy place i think people like go ahead well i'm just thinking in terms of of how people are voting right now Mm -hmm. people in my opinion Mm -hmm. Trump's policies and, and what Trump can do for the country is great. But because they hate Trump's character and his corruption and mm-hmm. he's a criminal, they refuse to do anything mm-hmm. that involves him okay. in a positive way where they said, well, Biden's a good guy, so we're going to get behind him. But now mm-hmm. Biden's a bad guy. Bad guy. It, Biden. It, Demonstrably it, bad. I see what you're saying. If you're looking at super – Trump is like Batman and Biden is now the penguin. Yeah, yeah. And now people should realize, like, oh, shit, they're both corrupt. So why don't we actually vote for the guy who, you know, has shit that can help stuff that can help. Yeah, yeah, stuff no, I that got you help. there. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Quick. Yeah, yeah, of course. Help stuff. the country. But here's the thing, okay, just so we're all on the same page. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have even asked the question, but Berg, you're sitting here in a Kanye 2024 hat. Yeah. Is it, just, is it just time for an outsider? I think it's time for an outsider. I, I've said this for a long time. Look, I like the... Indian guy whose name I don't know. <laughs> I like Hassan Minaj. Yeah. I'm kidding. We'll get to him next. <laughs> Quick break. We're back after this. He's the host you shouldn't get too close to. There's a lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Daddy. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, they're playing Toto. I do argue 
Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon. I do argue that we peaked as a country around like 1985. Sure. You were up. You were a Canadian <laughs> up then. Yeah. But in terms of your jealousy of America, did it peak in 85? It was the 80s. Super Bowl shuffle. We got Madonna. We got, oh, go ahead. Reaganomics, trickle-down theory. No, you got the Cosby show. Yeah. This is, Co- this is skinny Elvis. You know, fat Elvis and skinny Elvis? Yeah. We have clean Cosby and pill Cosby. <laughs> we have Bill Cosby and pill Cosby. Well, back when we just knew him as Bill. Big difference. The 80s were a highlight. Yeah. You can't you can't hold a candle. Do you th- I, we might have peaked cuz I this is my biggest argument. I feel like the cell phone and I feel like digital everything is what ruined us as a society. I think it's made everything more global and that's mm. why yeah. the world has more of an impact on the United States now. Yeah, for sure. Cuz you know how they say like we can't coexist. I think the problem is we're being asked to coexist too much. Yeah, and you those s- coexist bumper stickers are the worst things. Oh I've yeah, cuz there's no life. one wi- no I've one who has a coexist bumper sticker on a car wants to coexist with you. No. They want you to die right. if yeah. you don't support every it's, single it's thing they a do. Separative thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't want to coexist. You know that, Brett. Um but but I do But th- I I don't know about 80s because I was born in 87. Were so. you really? What? Yeah, sorry. You're that the, young? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You're 36? Wow. Get out of here. I look Literally, a, I look, get out of here. I look a little old. <laughs> Leave. I'm an old soul. <laughs> I'm an old soul. It's the beard. So but, if you shaved your beard, you look 12? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, when I shave my beard, I look like Iron Sheik. You do, right? Yeah, yeah that's true because of the TV show. <laughs> that's a millennial right there. You, a you, real you, life millennial. You know, you're the problem here. I'm yeah. kidding. Why aren't your fingernails painted? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Brett Azar, if, you're, I mean, if you're watching on Fox Nation, he's the one in the hate has no home here shirt on. <laughs> That's what you're going to pin me as now? I'm kidding. I'm the liberal here. I'm the liberal here. Brett, the Brett just show. told me before we went live, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. <laughs> all, the, all the slogans. Drove here in a Subaru. Ah, oh, it's great. He's oh, got man. a Dr. Seuss book and he's dressed as a drag queen. I, he's got to get to four schools I, after I this. I drove here in a 1946 Ford. With uh, a 350 Chevy. Did you do that for real? I did do and, that. For and real. you parked that in a city parking garage. I know. It's, it's such a piece of no, garbage. Stop it. Wow. Uh, it's it's an A to B. If you park a car in a New York City parking garage, though, you remember in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when yeah. they oh, take, yeah, man. They take Ferrari, it for a spin. Your car right now is on the BQE right now. They're gonna driving on they're two wheels. They're not gonna get very far if you don't drive <laughs> it right. I've got all these mo- because it's such an old car and it's like duct tape and zip tie everything. They can't even figure out how to turn the damn thing on. All right. Well, the joke's on them, Burr. Yeah. yeah. The I'm joke's good. on I got, them. I got security. And you're not worried about anyone stealing the bus you drove in on? No, I'll be good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not above the bus, I'll tell you that. No, I, I love a good bus. It keeps, me, a, gr- keeps it, me grounded. And these days you get on the bus just to see people dressed better than our senators. Yeah. You know, there was a time... You know, <laughs> you guys are all going to pass some laws too. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you to Bolt Bus today, man? I love vaping on the bus, man. <laughs> right under the no vaping sign. We, sur- we survived it. The maiden voyage of the takedown. We lasted one hour. What a show! There's only that three a, people from Legal it? outside the studio. Oh, I noticed those guys. <laughs> I'll see everyone on the Ingram Angle tonight. Take a bow, ladies. The show is over. Pay up, get out. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.